A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, co-founder of Boss Babe and your host for this episode. I'm really excited for you to listen to this one. I feel like it's kind of just being a fly on the wall at coffee at my house on Friday morning. So one thing that I've been doing every Friday is inviting friends around for coffee and just dropping in and talking and connecting because I realized my energy is so high when my connection and community cup is being filled and we can get so focused on day-to-day life that we often say, let's catch up in three weeks. (laughs) Let's, Let's do a call in two weeks. And so what I did was I put something regular standing every Friday on mine and my friend's calendars and we just keep it really casual. You can drop in, we have coffee, normally some great baked goods, and we just talk. And for women, I think that is so, I mean, I think for everyone, it's very important, but women especially, I mean, we've evolved this way. We were always in a village. We were always communicating. It was so important for our survival back then. And it feels like sometimes nowadays we've lost that. And so a big intention of mine for 2023 is to bring that back into my life. And so Jenna is a close friend of mine. She's one of my neighbors as well. I've known her for many years and I've always been really in awe of how she coaches her clients. You're going to hear some of her backstory on this podcast. I won't go into too much detail on that, but she is at the top of her game and she has coached some of the most amazing people that you've heard of into becoming their higher selves. And whenever I have an issue and I go to Jenna, she gives me such incredible perspective around it. And you'll hear in this episode, I actually cried at one point talking about my own journey that I've been on recently. And she was one of those people that really showed up and was able to give me some support and advice in that moment. And it's the kind of advice I want her to be able to give to you. So if you are looking to really level up in life and move past your blocks, I think this episode is going to really, really resonate with you. Jenna. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. How have we waited this long to do this? You know, I believe that timing is always of the essence and we were supposed to do it now for whatever reason. And I'm just excited to be here with you. Me too. This gets to be conversations that are just so good and juicy and like cup filling. So, well, that's exactly what you're going to have. You've been manifesting it and you're a serial manifester. So here we are. It's happening. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into this incredible, I mean, transformational, life-changing empire that you've built. And I want to talk about some of the ways you've changed my life. Before we get into all of that, I want to understand Jenna. Who and what made Jenna who she is now? So can we go back to childhood? Can you tell me a little bit about your childhood and some journeys that you've had that has started to shape who you are as an adult? Yeah, absolutely. I just first of all, I want to say that um, some of the things I'm going to be talking about may be uh, little trigger activator for some people, but I think it's important to speak about these things. I I've been able to do a lot of work on the experience I've had in my life in such a way that I'm able to talk about it as if today is Thursday and the trauma that I've been able to navigate and heal through has ultimately made me who I am today because it's supported me in being the best leader that I can be because I'm able to identify 
the experiences that I've had and also support people on how to navigate them as well. When I was six years old, one of the, the biggest things that shifted my whole relationship with the universe, my whole relationship with myself was I was molested by somebody that I trusted. It was a, a little boy in my, in my first grade class that decided to investigate, experience a part of me that without any um, consent, without any approval, just did what he did. And um, not to get into the, the weeds of it or the details of it, but it was something that in the moment at the time, it rocked my world. I mean, it, it, it completely shifted my whole experience of innocence. It, it, it shifted everything about my, my experience as a six-year-old at the time. And fast forward in hindsight, I will never forget the look on his face when he was doing what he was doing. And now I'm able to identify that he knew what he was doing so much so that I'm able to see that he must have been experiencing it mm-hmm. himself at home, mm-hmm. which supported me in being able to forgive him and have compassion. And that's ultimately what shifted my whole relationship with trauma, shifted my whole relationship with experiences I've had in my life because hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I was able to experience a sense of freedom in that understanding and in that awareness so much so that I was able to create my own, my own freedom, my own understanding of what it means to support people in arriving in that place themselves. And so I believe that that happened for me in a way that of course, it's a, an unpopular opinion. I, I get challenged by that a lot. Like, how can you say that about that happened for you as a six-year-old? And of course, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm able to take that experience and shape it in a way, create an interpretation about the event itself in such a way that I'm able to create a sense of leadership and um, understanding. And so I think that's really important that that everyone who's listening or watching right now, that I want you to know that we have the ability, we truly have the ability to create whatever interpretation we want about every event that we have. And we have a choice. Every single moment is a choice point. And and that absolutely catapulted me into what I'm doing now today. Yeah. And it's interesting when you talk about forgiveness, it's not necessarily saying you're letting someone off the hook, right? but it's more for you mm-hmm. that you did that, right? Absolutely. It doesn't, it does not get them a get out of jail free card. It doesn't make what they did. Okay he will never know that I forgave him. Mm -hmm. Like it it literally has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with me and my own freedom. And it's the way that I've chosen to, to heal from my trauma is, is create an understanding, create a, okay, now I understand why he did what he did. And I don't have any proof about that. Right. Either. I mean, we're meaning making machines. We make up interpretations. We create meaning for everything that we experience. And so my choice to forgive him created a, a space of forgiveness for myself because mm-hmm. there was so much shame that I carried. There was this story, this interpretation that I, that I wasn't worthy, that I somehow deserved it, or I attracted it, or this whole interpretation of myself until I finally got to get underneath it and look under the hood of my car and understand why it was running the way that it was. It put me on this path of, of leadership and, and transformation and emotional intelligence, human behavior. It's what I'm now doing with my life. But, you know, my, my journey to that point, I've had so many other things, of course, but, the, the ultimate purpose that I'm living now. I mean, the reason why I was born is to support people in, in creating freedom. And so when that experience happened to you, that was such a young age. That's when you're really forming stories about the world and stories about who you are in the world. What stories did that form for you? And before you, you know, got a chance to look under the hood and do the work, how did that have an impact on you growing up and the rest of your life and how you felt about yourself? Everywhere I went, I never felt like I fit in. I felt like an outcast. I felt like I didn't matter. I felt like, and even though I was, I was loved by many people, I still created this story that I 
that I didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So much so that when I was the new girl um, in my high school, um, I d- this story just kind of followed me around that I that I don't fit in, I don't matter, nobody likes me, and I found myself in a really dark, deep depression at some point in my high school uh, life, my high school experience. And there was a, a point in time in my life where I would lay in bed at night and I would wish that I could witness my own funeral because I believe that people didn't care about me. That was my interpretation. I mean, I literally had popular friends. I, I hung out with a popular crew, but I still had this belief, like this deeply rooted belief that I did not matter and that people didn't care about me. And I would obsess about it, Natalie. Like I, I would literally lay in bed about it and, and pick it apart and create this whole fantasy in my mind about being able to witness my own funeral. And then I got to the point of deciding, well, that's kind of dark. I don't really want to die. But what if I could be in some kind of an accident that would be serious enough for me to be in the ICU? It's very specific about that. What would it be like if I could have some kind of proof, like actual proof where in, in this lifetime, people would be able to show up to my hospital room and then, and then I would get the proof that I need. And so sure enough, I manifested a head trauma accident where I fell 14 feet from a, um, from the hayloft in a barn that we had on our property. And I landed on concrete, landed on my head. I was rushed to the ICU. I was mm-hmm. in a coma, completely unconscious. Don't remember falling. I mean, I'm grateful for that. How old were you but at the time? 17. Okay. So I was a senior in high school. And, um, and so I was unconscious in a coma in the ICU and they were doing routine blood work on me. And that's when I actually was diagnosed with type one diabetes. I had no idea that it was developing my body, but it was something that I got to experience because it put me on the path of health and fitness, which then led me to being a a personal trainer for celebrities in Los Angeles. And I'll get to that in a second. But, but the doctors were saying to my parents, we don't think she's going to wake up anytime soon from her coma. We just want to prepare you for that because when, and if she does wake up, she will likely never be the same. And ultimately what they were saying was she probably will have permanent brain damage. We just want to prepare you for that. So the doctors were only right about one thing. And that was that I will never be the same because I woke up a happy person. It was Mm. almost like I had this, this reboot of my soul, like this upgrade, this soul, um, rekindling. Like it was this incredible experience that I can't really put into words, but I, I had this different experience of the universe. I had like a different understanding of the way that all these things work, like life, my relationship with God, my connection to spirit, my correct, my connection to source and my understanding about, wow, like I, I finally got ultimately much, many, many months later that I manifested this accident because when I woke up from the coma, literally the next day, my, the swelling, my brain started to go down. Um, I forgot, I didn't realize, I had no idea why I was there. I didn't realize that I was in a head trauma accident. Uh, I had to, they had to keep telling me why I was there, but I had no short-term memory. I had to relearn how to read and write and communicate, put my thoughts into words. And it was a really challenging time for me, but I got what I asked for Mm. because I had so many people showing up to my hospital room that they literally had to send people away. And I got this validation from the universe because I ultimately realized that I was born, I was put on this planet for something so much bigger than wishing I could witness my own funeral, feeling like I'm not, like I don't matter, that I don't fit in, that I'm not enough. And so I I really got to have that validation. And it was in that whole healing and in that transformation that I discovered my purpose, which is to motivate and inspire as many people as possible to trust that they're here for something so much bigger than themselves, that they're here to create greatness. I mean, we're all destined for that. And it not everyone's going to choose that. Not everyone's mm-hmm. going to understand that and like take on that level of responsibility. Because as you know, like the bigger the game that we play, the bigger the heartache, the bigger the challenges, the bigger the breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And most people will never choose that. So it's a path of leadership that ultimately can be very lonely. Yeah. Wow. And so when you woke up and you woke up different, 
Do you remember any of the process or do you remember just waking up feeling very different to when you kind of last remember? I, I just felt, it's interesting because I just remember feeling different. Mm -hmm. I remember, uh, it was like I was looking through a different lens. Wow. Um, I, I couldn't remember why I was there, but I just felt happy. I felt happy and I felt this, uh, the sense of curiosity and I remember shortly thereafter, after I woke up, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. And I was really curious about that because I didn't know anything about diabetes, but I asked right. the doctor, I said, well, how am I going to get off insulin? And he laughed at me and he said, you'll never get off insulin. There's no cure for diabetes. You'll be on insulin for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, that's uninspiring. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just going to educate myself and figure out a way to, to make it manageable. And I've, and I decided to make it a tool. I, I, I said, okay, well, this is happening for me in a way that I get to be really, I get to be healthy. I get to exercise every day. I get to eat healthy food and I became really passionate about health and fitness. And then, um, and then of course I became certified in, in Pilates when I, I moved to Los Angeles and became really passionate about that. Um, and my first private client was Ben Stiller. So I just, I created this pathway for myself that I knew I was here for something really great and, and something bigger than what I was currently experiencing. And I just always found myself being in the right place at the right time. And manifested Ben Stiller and princesses from Saudi Arabia and Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 and the Marcianos, the founders of Guess. I was with that family for eight years and worked with them and supported them in shifting their culture and their company. Just like the work that I did was so much bigger than fitness. So my purpose has always been the same. The vehicles looked very different. It's, it's reinvented itself many times. So at one point it was, it was fitness and health and being a, a lifestyle guide for people in, in Los Angeles. And then of course the work that I'm doing now, my purpose still shows up in that way, but the vehicle mm. just is different. So you moved from where you were to LA and you got into the fitness world. And I know from our conversations, you weren't just quote unquote, a personal trainer. You were doing a lot of deep transformational work. How did you even get into that and know that that was a path and know that was available to you? Where, how did that begin? I was certified in, um, in Reiki. I was a, a, a Reiki facilitator, a Reiki worker, energy worker, healer when I was about 20. And I tapped into the metaphysical realm. Like I really started to understand a different dimension that I couldn't really put into words. And mm -hmm. so it, it translated in the work that I did with people. And I had this like secret sauce. I, I had this secret recipe when I was working with people. I was more than a personal trainer. And so word got out on the street that I was doing something really different. Mm -hmm. And so it was more than personal training. It was more than fitness. It was more than mindset. It was, I was getting inside people's souls and really supporting them and understanding how to be honestly responsible leaders because the people I was working with had big impact. Like they, the, the ripple effect, like my work with them rippled out. It was more than just their bodies. It was more than their physiques. It was, it was so much bigger than that. And, and I was like, God, there's, there's something really special about the work that I'm doing here. And how can I, how can I make a bigger impact? And I, and I got to the place of feeling like there was something more. And it was interesting because I had a client who was also a personal trainer, um, Jackie Warner, who had a show on Bravo called workout. And she was the trainer of trainers and worked with all these really great people. And, uh, but she hired me to sculpt her butt. Like I was her butt trainer basically. And we were talking shop one day when I was, uh, when I was training her and just talking about building fitness empires. And cause that's where I thought that I was headed. I mm -hmm. thought that I was going to be able to this big, massive fitness empire. And she said, if I can offer you anything, she said, don't ever do it for the money. And that was the best advice I'd ever received in my life. And I was like, cause it's okay. so counterintuitive to what we yeah, get told our entire course. lives. Of course. And I, I really was curious about that. I was like, don't ever do it for the money. I was like, okay, noted. Right. I just kind of 
put it in my back pocket and just carried on. And then I got to the place in my career with fitness that I realized I was just collecting a paycheck because I was no longer passionate about fitness. Like, yes, of course, transformation and, and the development of humans. But I said, there's something else out there. I don't know what it is, but, and this is at like the height of my career. I mean, I, it would have been to most other personal trainers would have traded place with me in a second. Oh yeah. And I, and I just realized I was like, I woke up one day and I said, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing that thing that Jackie told me to never do. I'm collecting a paycheck. I'm doing it for the money. And I said, I'm, it's time to transition out. And of course, because I can manifest anything just by thinking about it, um, manifest the opportunity to experience personal development and emotional intelligence and human behavior and um, somatic practices. And I dove all the way in and studied and studied and studied and uh, was a student of life. I'm a student of life for life. Like I'll never stop learning. And I really discovered my purpose in this work. I said, I really, really want to be working with people in a bigger capacity on a, on a bigger level. I want to work with groups of people. And I became really passionate about, about this work. And so again, dove all the way in and, uh, was a student and then really became a coach of this. And, uh, shortly after I graduated as a, as a student, I manifested my now husband and, um, and I began this life with him. Like we, we really did this dance of, of being on this path together. And that was really important to me to be on a path very similar than that my partner was on. And, um, and so here we are. I love how you're like, and so here we are, we've built this huge empire together and changed (laughs) so many lives. So you got into that. Where was the idea or when was the idea for ALA born? We both, we both went through the same, um, the same center of emotional intelligence and, and personal development. And we loved what we learned. And we also saw a lot of things that we would like to expand upon Mm -hmm. and amplify and modernize and, um, really develop for today's influencers and leaders and CEOs and people who really honestly move the needle in, in the world. And we just really wanted to kind of not just put our own spin on it, but really amplify it in a way that was sustainable because we know that a lot of transformation and, um, personal development, it's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not sustainable because there's no follow through. There's no accountability. There's no integration. There's no application. And so we really created our, our own environment that like, what would we like to have if we could create it, anything that we could create? Like if we wanted to be any which way that we wanted to be, how would we present this to the world? And so we really got super clear about that. The importance of that we're both really integrous. Like integrity is so big to us. Like we walk our talk and we really want to make sure that we be our word. And if you don't have your word, you don't have anything. Mm. And are we always walking our talk? Are we always in integrity? No, no human is. I think that everybody has, you know, the opportunity to really continuously sharpen their tools and make sure that they are always being the example that they want to be for the world. But humans are humans. And so we don't pretend to, there's nothing that I won't talk about is basically what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I am so vulnerable. There's nothing that I won't share. I have human moments just like everybody does, but as much as we possibly can, we really, really hold and, and anchor the importance of being our word and, and walking our talk. So we, we brought that forth. We brought it to San Diego. We, we just birthed this thing and there was no guarantee, but it was a tidal wave. Like it was more than a ripple effect. It was a tidal wave and it took off and it grew and it blossomed so much so that we inspired other people to open up their own centers and their mm-hmm. own personal development companies. And, um, 
And then of course COVID happened and we couldn't do anything. We, we had to shut down everything and we pivoted. We brought our trainings virtually, which was great and powerful, but just not the same. And there was like this, this little calling, like this whisper, this tap on my shoulder to bring everything that we had started in San Diego to Austin. And so we did, and we reopened in Austin and, and we're here now. And it's just been a really beautiful transition, seamless, honestly, yeah. and an elevation. Like it's really been this beautiful expansion elevation of ALA itself and the people that we're here to serve and the people that we've been able to, to coach and guide. I mean, I, I often say that I'm, I'm the, the secret sparkle behind many leaders and successful entrepreneurs that, you know, people that, that you wouldn't necessarily know, but I'm kind of like this, the secret weapon for a lot of people. And I'm, I like to say that I'm a star maker, you know, like I'm I'm not so much the star. I'm a Leo. So of course I'm a star. However, I got that Leo hair going on, of course. Uh, but really I'm a star maker. I mean, that's, that's my focus is like, how can I breathe life into people? How can I be an impact in such a way that the people that I serve and people that I work with, they create intimacy and vulnerability in their relationships? Because of course, people who are successful, like they, they do really well what they do. I mean, they, they kill it. They, they slay the game. They, they do what they do in a very special, in a very special way, but there's like little tiny pockets in their, in their life where they're missing out on time and space for things they actually want to be experiencing. Um, they don't have joy and fulfillment. Like they're great at making money, but they're lacking in, in certain ways that like really are the most important things about life. I mean, family and connection, intimacy, tribe, um, joy. I mean, there's, I know so many people who are so successful, but they just don't have joy in their life. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the game that we're playing here in Austin. Like we're working with really powerful people, supporting really powerful people and creating intimacy and connection and everything they ultimately want. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design, and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. 
and you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go. So there's no guesswork. It's super simple and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. Oh, we're going to get into so much of that, but I also have to say, how do you know how many people who have been through ELA at this point? Thousands. I mean, it's incredible. So what's amazing is I won't say a name for privacy, but we walked into the studio where we're filming today and I was telling this amazing woman that I knew, I was like, Jenna's coming today, I can't wait. And she showed me her water bottle and she was like, I just did ALA and she's the <laughs> the life force coming out of her. I'm like, she's been jenna I could see it. And, <laughs> and it's just, I hear it all. People talk about ALA everywhere all the time. And so the impact you've had, if anyone's interested... Should they just go to your website? Because I know we're going to come off topic, but I don't, if anyone's jennaphillipsballard.com. Yeah, okay. you go to jennaphillipsballard.com. Um, you can see all all the stuff. I mean, you can find out everything that I'm up to there. Also, you can go to ALAEQ. So EQ for emotional intelligence, really easy website, ALAEQ.com. And you can find out about all the stuff that we have going on there. Perfect. I didn't want to lose that because yeah. I know there's some people like, wait, give me more because we're going to um, keep transitioning. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about... You know, a lot of people who achieve all of the quote unquote textbook success in the world, and this is going to, there's so much you're doing in the world that's going to support here that we get to talk about, but so much of it looks good on paper, but feels empty inside. Mm -hmm. And just to share my personal experience, I've shared this, um, I saw this on Lori Harder's podcast, maybe some of you have heard, but I was sharing, you know, it was just, I think it was maybe a week before I was going to give birth to Noemi and I was deep in the work. I was terrified. I was feeling all the things. Mm -hmm. And you just given birth to your second baby and you still were like, I'm going to come around. I, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to support you. And I remember you came around again. That was teeny, a couple mm -hmm. weeks old. Mm -hmm. And we go into Noemi's room and we sit on the floor and I'm showing you all my things. And I'm like, do I have enough things? And you were like, yes. And, and you just looked at me and you said to me, there's, when you go into that room, because I was kind of you were having you talk me through like, what's going to happen? You're like, when you go into that room, you're going to birth this new being. And there's a part of you that is going to die in that room and won't come out with you. And I remember you said it and it landed a little bit. It landed. I was like, I get it logically. And I know who I am. Uh, you know, I kind of always had my identity linked to achievement and doing and this and that. And what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I felt like I always had a really good sense of my identity and I felt like I always had a really good balance in the world. I felt like my cup was always full. I'm like, I'm happy. I'm doing really well. What more can I want? And lo and behold, you were right. So I, I went through my birthing process and I remember getting home and really not feeling, I wasn't in my body at the time. I just was very, my spirit was everywhere. I'm sure mm -hmm. you can, yeah. I just wasn't in my body and I wasn't able to really process this. And one night, it was about 3 a.m. and I felt so much anxiety in my body. I went into the bathroom and I just wanted to lay on the cold floor because I was like, maybe this can take the anxiety out of my body. And I sobbed and I sobbed from a place I'd never even reached in my body before. It was like this deep, 
kind of cleansing and, and, and coming back to myself. And Stephen came in, he didn't know what to say. He just held me in that. That was right after giving birth. And the process since has been a full finding of myself again. And it feels like I was wearing a hundred coats before I went into that experience. And I've just been de-layering, de-layering, taking the coats off. And all of a sudden I'm myself for the first time, which is so interesting for someone that's always had their identity Mm -hmm. dialed in and wrapped up and, and going, going, going. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, and I'm still in it. And I'm, and I'm in the place now where I feel like I know who I am and I know why I'm here and I know what my priorities are and it's still really challenging. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time I've really realized that you can have everything and still feel nothing. And I'm at that place where I now don't care about the everything. I know what matters to me and I know who I am and there's nothing more powerful than that. Mm. So firstly, thank you for when you came over and said those things to me because those words normalized what I was going through and those words makes me emotional. Those words really give me strength in that moment where I felt like you know, is there something wrong with me? Am I ever going to feel like myself Mm. again? You know, those words really give me strength and power. And as I've come through it, I realize how important it is to talk about this work and talk about being our full selves and being okay when we get off the achievement train. Mm. So can you talk a little bit about that work? Because there's a lot of women listening I know that are feeling this exact thing right now. Mm. First of all, I just want to acknowledge you for being willing to share this part of yourself, um, being willing to be vulnerable and, and let people see your heart because that is, that's your secret sauce. And it's something that a lot of women, especially mothers encounter. I can't say that I've ever met a mom who, who cannot identify with what you experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also something that you cannot prepare for. You cannot prepare for it. No matter how many people say there's this part of yourself that's going to die. There's this part of yourself that's going to fall away. There's a part of yourself that you will lose quote unquote, but really it's, it's a contraction and then an expansion. Mm. I mean, it's really the whole process of giving birth. There's like these contractions and these expansions. It's like, you feel this and that's a part of, of your identity that will fall away and that you will lose and you will never get back. And it's the reclaiming of that. It's the, the, the grieving of that, the mourning of that. And then the, the rediscovery or the discovery of this other part of yourself that you can't possibly ever understand until you actually have the experience. And that's something that I, I, I can absolutely say is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful process because it is the deepest, most transformational, most interruptive, most confusing process that you can experience as a woman but it really is. It's like this initiation. Mm-hmm. It's this initiation into the mother, you know, going from the maiden to the mother to really understand what it means to hold, to expand, to contract, to expand, to, to uncover this part of yourself. That is really honestly such an honor. As a mother, I can say that there's just this ongoing process of releasing, surrendering, trusting. There's this uncovering of the actual deepest parts of myself, it feels like the ocean. It feels like exploring and expanding the ocean and understanding mm-hmm. the depth of it. And when I said that to you, I remember you had, you had everything laid out. Yep. You had, I was in the doing. You were so organized. You literally had everything. I mean, you could not have been more prepared, which is like, I just, 
obsessed <laughs> about that about you. And I just wanted to be so gentle with you in the moment because I knew that there is part of that that is your mastery, that is something that you ultimately had as your identity for the majority of your life was going to fall away. Mm. But that there was going to be this, what I also saw possible for you. And like, this is kind of, this is what I do in the work with, with everybody that I, that I get to, that I have the, the privilege and the honor of, of working with at ALA, private clients, um, in any capacity, no matter what it is. And also the way that I am with my friends is that there's this, this vision that I have, like I see the infinite possibilities for people always. And I saw this beautiful opportunity for you to just let this doing this kind of fall to the side and for you to take this, this power back and create from a brand new space and really understand that your power is actually in your beingness, Mm -hmm. that your power is in your vulnerability, that your power is not in like what you do and what you accomplish and what you've created and generated, because you can do that in your sleep. I mean, that is just automatic and that's your default. But really like what I saw possible for you, Natalie, was understanding that you are the universe. I mean, you are directly connected to all that exists and, and operating from that place, like really your, your connection to God, your connection to spirit, your connection to source, and then playing in that place mm. because that's freedom. I mean, the doing this is not sustainable. I mean, it just isn't. At some point we get burnt out. At some point we get ugh, exhausted. And, and when we're in the doing this, it is, there's only like a short, a short burst of energy that we can just, we can exert. And then we, the only thing that we can do is be in our feminine. I mean, it's that transition, like really playing with that transition from the, the masculine to the feminine. I mean, I saw that as, as your gift, like truthfully playing in that and then teaching others how to, how to also create that. So yeah, it's, it's, man, it is, it is quite the initiation to, to have that experience and every woman experiences it. And some women have a really, really challenging time because they're trying to drag this old version of themselves Mm -hmm. into this next phase. And it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you can't bring that version of yourself forward. You can only expand it. You can only, you know, recreate, you can only, you know, identify in a new way, but you can't bring that old version of yourself forth. And like, that's the biggest thing that a lot of women have a hard time with is, is trying to drag that version forth, but it really is just setting that part down and also grieving it. There's a whole grief process, Mm -hmm. but, um, but who you are, I mean, I said it to you before we started filming, like motherhood looks so good on you. And what I've seen in you on the other side of this is just this beautiful, elegant expansion, elevation, just this the softening, which is just so beautiful and so rich and so ripe. And what women, I think today's modern women is really craving because today's modern woman is tired. Yep. Modern woman today is exhausted and tired. Her adrenals are fatigued. She doesn't know where to turn. She doesn't know she's, she's looking for something. She's looking for, it's really fulfillment and, and it's all within her. And that's what I'm just so excited about supporting people in is like really discovering that in themselves. And, and it's just, it looks so good. Thank you. And thank you for everything you said. Yeah. It's like you, I remember like trying to, if I have the coat knowledge, trying to put the coats back on. I'm like, I'm too hot. I'm too, I need to take them off. And it's interesting because it took that experience for me to really go through to get on this side and to have that perspective. But I know there's probably a lot of women listening who are exhausted and are the prepared, organized, doing, achieving, but they're listening to this and part of them's like, but how do I get there without going through childbirth or whatever? And maybe it's not in their car. Like, how can they start to acknowledge that? And I was just 
listening to one of your abundance mantras before hopping on here. And that's what you were talking about. It was less of the doing and more of the being. But I know for a lot of the women listening, because I was that, the idea of that sounds great. And there's so much fear associated with not really indexing on the doing. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that's available, because of course there's like, there's, there's so much that goes into the, the transformation of that, like really arriving at that place. But in short, all, all I can say for all of you who are listening is really giving yourself permission, true permission to be all that you are. What does that mean? It means you giving yourself permission to be an artist. Like for me, I mean, I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. evolving that part of myself as well. I mean, 2020, I mean, I'm, I'm a mountain mover. I I'm a mover and shaker. I make things happen in my sleep, just like you. That's why you and I relate on so many levels. And something that I've really uncovered in this, in this last year on the other side of motherhood is like, I want to be an artist. I want to create. I want to make music. I want to have albums. I want to make motivational albums for people. I want to just be in this creation where I'm creating jewelry and a clothing line and like all these tangible physical things mm-hmm. that feel really good to me. And I, and I just have never really given myself permission to, to be in that space because I, my purpose is to motivate, inspire people and transform them and all these things. And I looked at, would I ever coach anyone into the belief that you can't have it all? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So I get to be the stand that I am for other women to be all that they want to be. And what does that mean for me? That means I get to activate and unleash my inner artist. I get to let her come out. Mm -hmm. I get to let her play. And so this, this next year for me is really going to be creation, play art, like really allowing that to come to the surface because it would be a disservice to the world for me to not, it would, it would be me not actually walking my talk Mm -hmm. to not allow that to come up, to not allow that to come to life. And and it really, it does feel like giving birth to something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my book is coming out next year. And so I'm just, I'm just really excited about, about that. Like giving, giving myself full permission that this year, 2023 is unleashing, unraveling and, and just full play. And so, and I, and I want that. I want that for the women in my life, like my friends. I want that for the people that I serve is to be the fullest expression of themselves. And so the first step is deciding that you're worthy. Mm. deciding that you're worthy to have it all and that it doesn't have to be hard. It gets to be easy. It gets to be joyful. It gets to be exciting. I mean, what else does life get to be about? I mean, truthfully, mm-hmm. I mean, we're here to have fun. I mean, life gets to be as fun as we decide it's going to be. And so, yeah, I know, I know it sounds hard. It sounds like, well, I, I, that means I need to set down my whole identity of being a mover and a shaker and a mountain mover. And no, I mean, you do get to actually be powerful and it doesn't have to be a rat race. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be you on the hamster wheel. It doesn't have to feel like Groundhog's Day. It does get to be an exciting experience. Yes, I'm here for all of that. I can't wait to see all of this come into play next year. And one thing that really struck me when I was listening to your Abundance Mantra, are they on Spotify yet? Not yet, but they will be very soon. Okay, great. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll share those out. It's For anyone listening, it's it's affirmations and words said to music and there's amazing visuals and something kind of the the journey that it took me on was you talked about, we came into this world believing in our worthiness and believing that we could be, do have all the things, Mm -hmm. right? And then something or someone happened, you know, stories were built that we started to believe when we were younger and it shaped what we may have made our reality look Mm -hmm. like now. So at some point, maybe we started believing that 
in order to be accepted, we had to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I hear you say, well, we get to claim otherwise. But for someone that's hearing that and is like, well, I hear that and I still believe that in order to be respected or loved, I have to be successful. Mm -hmm. What does the work look like for Mm -hmm. someone like that to be able to shift their beliefs so that they can really embody that version of themselves? Well, I just want to say to everyone who's listening right now that being exhausted and tired and busy all the time is not a badge of honor. Mm. And, and that is something that I used to believe. I used to kind of wear this badge of honor. Like I'm so busy. I don't have any space in my calendar. And I'm like, I want to say no from a place of that's not in alignment with that, which brings me joy. Mm. I want to create, I want to create space by saying no. It's not that I want to say I can't because I'm so busy. Like I, that, that's a, that's a saying and it's a, it's a feeling that doesn't align with me anymore. And what I want everyone to know is that you have always mattered. Mm. Who you are is, is your magic. It's not about what you do. It's about who you be. And so I know that's a really challenging thing for a lot of people to wrap their brains around. But I, I just really want everyone who's listening to just be really curious, be curious about your accolades, be curious about your accomplishments and your achievements. Mm. Is that something that you feel that you need in order to feel like you matter? the things that you've done, the things that you've accomplished, do you feel like you need to share that with everybody? Or is it just like in the way that you show up, like, do you breathe life into people? Just your magic, just your essence. Is that enough? Mm. I rarely talk about what I do with people. And it's funny. I, um, I was, uh, one of our neighbors, someone who's in, in our community, cause we're neighbors for the view who like, know this about we us. literally live how many houses apart? I 10? could throw a rock and <laughs> yeah. hit your house literally. Yeah. Um, but uh, a guy was walking by and he walked in front of me with his walking his dog. And he said, Oh, he's like, uh, he's like, we haven't met before, but he's like, I'm, I'm Aaron. He's like, are you a life coach? And, um, our friend Natalie was next to us and she kind of laughed. She's like, that's cute. She's like, if only you knew like what she does and what she creates. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, that's, 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 um, yeah, I'm a life coach. You know? <laughs> um, cause there's so much more to that, but it's really like, I don't really talk about what I do. You did people. it when we met. You didn't yeah. tell me anything about you. I, I just, I really just, I love to just be with people. Mm-hmm. I love to, to just reflect back to people what I see in them, to mm-hmm. reflect back their infinite possibilities. And what I do and what I've done ultimately comes at the very, 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 very end of my conversation with people because I'm really interested. I'm interested in people. I don't focus on being interesting to people. That's, that's my focus is how can I just be interested in who people are and what they're mm-hmm. up to? Because that's usually what I lead with in conversations. And, uh, I just, I just really am authentically interested in people and their life story and their history and, and, and what they're here to cause and create in this world and, and what becomes alive, what becomes made alive in those conversations is just so much magic. And I'm, I'm genuinely just curious. I'm curious about, about people and what lights their soul on fire. Yep. I can attest to that. Well, I remember the first day we met, you didn't tell me what you did. I had no idea. And it wasn't until we like became friends. And then I started to, oh, you would tell me a story about this and this. And I would start to get glimpses into all the things. And I think that's such an incredible way to, to be in this world. I think sometimes when we feel like we need to lead with all the things that we've done, it's, because we're trying to prove something to someone. And I've been there. And definitely my journey has been uh, really knowing what freedom feels like. Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't know what that felt like. And there there came a point where I realized I don't really care how 
people perceive how successful I am. I don't really care what people perceive me or to be. And that's really freeing. If I know who I am and I act in alignment with who I am, that's very, very freeing. But it's one of those things I'd heard said. I kind of heard on podcasts. I read mm-hmm. it in books and I was like, yep, that makes sense. And then when you really get it, you get it. And there's a whole level of freedom that exists. Can you talk about what that is like and what is possible in that? Well, I think that people get to understand that at any given moment, they have the power to choose. They have the power to choose interpretation. They have the power to choose. We can't change our past, right? Like we can't change what happened, but we can always change the story that we tell about it. Mm. We can change the story that we tell about our past. We can change the story that we tell about the experiences that we've had. We can change the story that we tell about the people that we've met and things that they have done to us, but really nothing ever happens to us. Everything happens for us. I can even say that about being raped when I was 29. I mean, of course the event itself did not happen for me, but the healing in that, the choices that I made on the other side of that event, that all happened for me because it gave me the opportunity to understand that I have the ability to choose an interpretation that's going to support me in my life. Mm -hmm. I have the opportunity to choose an interpretation about the experiences that I have so that I can be a better leader, so that I can be a better wife, so that I can be a better friend. And I, and I really was really curious about the event of, of being raped. I'm like, okay, well, you know, something must've happened to him in his life that had him feel like that was okay. Had him feel like that's the way to claim his power get his power back. And so in that experience and in that understanding, really choosing compassion to forgive him and then ultimately get my power back. I mean, that created a whole other level of leadership for me in my life. Mm -hmm. It had me show up for, for people in a much different way, much more powerful way. And for that, I'll always be grateful. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of you're not giving anyone a free pass. You're not making anything right. You're doing this for you. So you're able to have freedom and not have an experience that happened define the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and define the choices you have for the rest of your life. Let's say someone is listening who has had an experience like that and perhaps doesn't even know that it is an option to move through it. Where would they even begin to to do that work and to pull resources for understanding that? Well, it takes a lot of courage um, to be able to identify yourself in a way that is no longer a victim because it's, it's an identity thing. I mean, I know that for me, uh, for many years, I had this identity wrapped around the belief that I wasn't worthy. And to be able to choose that I was not only worthy of having a different interpretation of myself, but to be willing to do the work, it requires a lot of courage. It requires a lot of confidence. It requires support. And so there are a lot of different ways that you can begin to identify yourself in a different brand new way. It can be listening to podcasts, reading books, um, being willing to really confront that version of yourself and do the work, whether it's by going through ALA or enrolling yourself into a series of courses or workshops or seminars, trainings, but it really does require, it requires commitment. Um, you got to be willing to be bigger than your interpretation of yourself. You got to be willing to release that part of your identity And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to confront that part of themselves because when we have an identity and we have a specific version of ourselves that is familiar to us, it, it gives us back door. It gives us an excuse. It gives us a a reason to not fulfill our dreams. Mm. Speaking of identity, you have obviously 
been in the work for a really long time, really long time. Um, I think before it was even the, the mainstream, you've been in this for a really long time and you've had all these tools and resources. Can you talk about when you became a mother and you entered this journey, did you still go through the identity shifts and did you still have more work to do or did you feel like, oh, I have the resources? What was that experience like for you? My entire identity shifted after I became a mother the first time. So I've, I've had that experience twice and you'd think that like, oh, once you're a mother, you're a mother. But every time you give birth, I mean, I'll speak for myself, every time I get, have given birth, um, it's, it's been a, an, an identity shift all over again. So I think that the biggest thing for me was leaning on my tribe, leaning on my, on my community for support and just really nurturing myself. The, the most important thing the second time around, because I, the first time around, I really was going through a big shift. It was right when, when COVID was happening. And so there was a lot of moving pieces as a new mother, we moved our whole lives across the country from San Diego to Austin. So there was a lot of changes. There was a lot of, a lot of movement happening. But the second time around, I really anchored myself in pausing and taking mm. my time and moving slowly. And I really gave myself extra, extra time to just be with me and really fall in love with myself all over again. And, uh, and so the first time around, I mean, I was, moving and shaking and making all things happen, but I really wasn't taking my time. So it was really, mm-hmm. really quick. It was fast. But the second time around, I really gave myself permission to making sure that I was getting acupuncture and we both go to the same uh, acupuncturist and she's just amazing. So weekly sessions with her, making sure that I'm going to yoga, that I'm, I'm really just being with me mm-hmm. and, and pausing because it's in those moments that we get to really rediscover ourselves. It's in those moments that we really get to understand who we are and being, when we're being with ourselves, when we listen to the conversations that we have with ourselves, it's really intimate. And when we're moving so fast and we're not taking our time and we're not really being with ourselves in that way, we miss out on really special moments with us. And what did you discover? What, what did you discover about the Jenna who exists now than the Jenna who existed four years ago. I'm going to just say this publicly. I want to have a rap album. I love that you're saying this. I mean, why not? I'm 40. I'm incredibly white and I've got <laughs> two kids. I'm a boy mom. Like why not have a rap album? It makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, at this exactly. Stage in my life. Why not? But I mean, it's just because why not? You know, I mean, it's, we get to, when, when I was 10 years old, I wanted to have a, a band called the flaming logs. I mean, that's, <laughs> I was, and I never did that, but it's evolved, right? Like I've always wanted to be this expression of myself. And so I've always wanted to be a musician and I get to really bring that forth. And so my music right now sounds like motivational, inspirational words of, of love and contribution to humanity with music. Mm. And so I can make music however I want it to be. I, I get to decide what that sounds like. I get to decide what my art is. I get to decide what music is to me. And when we are so enrolled in our own vision, when we so believe in the thing that we're creating, we enroll other people in that vision. Mm -hmm. And when we can enroll people in our vision, it then becomes a part of their vision. It then expands their vision. It then expands their purpose. And so my mission and my whole reason for being born is having people be so motivated, inspired to live their vision, to live their vision in a way that feels really good and expansive, but that they also create an impact. Oh my God. Yes. I'm here for it. And I feel like as you say that there's people listening who also have these deep desires to do something, but they're not speaking it out loud. Cause they're like, Oh, you know, maybe that would look silly or maybe there's 
Um, I wouldn't be so good at it or I've never done that before. But I, I really love when you get to witness other people doing the thing. I feel like gives permission to everyone else to do the thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that so much. I think that's incredible. And it sounds, as I'm hearing you speak, it sounds like your, um, your relationship with your ambition has changed. Yes. I would say my, my relationship with ambition has changed in a way that I used to have all these things that I wanted to do. Like I had this to-do list. I want to be a TED speaker. I want to be a, like I, and I, and I love speaking. I, I am a speaker, but I was very specific about all these benchmarks that I wanted to make. And, and it really like when I, when I peel the layers back and I really look at it, it was the context was different. So I'm not saying that I won't be a TED speaker. I'm not saying that I won't do the things that I used that I said mm -hmm. that I wanted to do once upon a time, but the reason for it is so different. Mm -hmm. Like the intention behind it is so different. The come from is different. The context is different. It's deeper. It's richer. It's, it's expanded. And it really is in a place that feels in such alignment with, with a deep purpose versus accomplishments, mm -hmm. accolades, checking those things off on my to-do list. Perception. Um, right. And, and it really, it's just, it feels different. Like before I can absolutely say it was more to say that I've accomplished these things, but really my, my purpose is just expanded. I, I want to make sure that I am breathing life into the people who are here to actually move the needle in the world. And before it was like, I was more focused on being the star versus the star maker. And I really am, am clear about, and because if I actually want to change the world, it's not me directly impacting billions of people. It's me breathing life into as many leaders as possible so that that ripple effect gets all over the people that they're here to serve. It gets all over the people that look to them for guidance and making sure that the culture in, in their company is deep and rich and authentic and vulnerable and fun and connected and abundant and all that. And, and like, that's how I'm going to change the world. Mm -hmm. It's, it's by me supporting as many leaders as possible. And so I got really, I just got really clear on that on the other side of motherhood, that that's who I'm here to be. I'm, I'm really here to, to be that for people. And I feel like most people will tell you when they've achieved these certain things, getting there feels empty. Like the actual achievement of it felt different. And, and I can speak for myself too. It felt emptier than you would imagine it feels, or I would have thought it would feel. And really the fulfillment came from the journey or the impact mm -hmm. and getting clear on that. I know now when I'm putting together vision boards, it's not just, okay, I want to achieve that thing. It's okay, well, how do I want to feel doing that? What's the impact I want to have? Mm -hmm. Why am I doing right. this versus I want the thing? Mm -hmm. I want the title. I want that. <clears throat> so I love that you said that. And also you've worked with some huge leaders. So you've really gotten a glimpse into the psyche of some really successful people. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, some insider secrets. Like what, what are the common things that you see these really successful people who, you know, to the outside looking in, it looks like they've got everything. They've got mm -hmm. it all. They've got it figured out. What are some of the things that you see them struggle with the most? Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that I've, that I've served, like the most successful people that I've served, that I've worked with, that I've coached, that I've trained kind of across the board. There's this little part of their heart that they won't share with the world. Mm -hmm. There's like this little tiny little like area in their heart that they just won't let anybody have access to. And they kind of like, they kind of cover it up with all these accomplishments and the success and this money and the cars and the 
the yachts and the jets and the, all the things, the businesses, the, you know, and, and I, and I see that that's the thing. That's what I've been able to identify in, in them is seeing this part of their heart that they just won't let out. And I find a way to just get in there how? and just open. I can't really explain how I do what I do. Um, it's, it's not that I can't really put it in words, but something that I, that I really support them in is really understanding the importance of creating their environment. You spoke about it just a second ago, a little bit. When I have people get really clear about their purpose, it's not so much about what they're doing or how they're going to do it, but who they get to be in it and the environment they want to create. Because my mm-hmm. purpose has always been the same. I've always wanted to motivate, and inspire people. The vehicles changed many times. I was a personal trainer. I've, you know, and now I'm doing what I'm doing with ALA and, and also when I work with clients one-on-one, but this process that I take them through specifically when we get to the point of, of purpose, because taken through every domain of their life, when we get to purpose, I say, tell me what kind of environment you want to create. Describe it to me because the vehicle is going to change many times. Don't be attached to the vehicle because that's going to change. It's mm. going to grow. You're going to, you're going to set, there's going to be at some point, you're not going to be interested in that anymore. And then it's going to, it's going to look different. You're going to create the package in a different way. It's going to look shinier, or spark, more sparkly. Like you just get to be clear about that. So don't be attached to that, but tell me the environment that you want. So I'll give you some examples. Ways yeah. they'll describe it to me is I want to be surrounded by people who motivate, and inspire me. I want to be in relationship with people who support me and want me to win, who are mm. on my team. I make a difference with X amount of people every single week by breathing life into them. Like they, they talk about that, but it's never because of this company that I have mm-hmm. or by sending out X amount of emails or it's, it's none of the mechanism. The mechanism doesn't matter. What mm-hmm. matters is the environment. What matters is the frequency, the context, the ways of being and who you get to be in that and how you get to show up in it. Because when you can identify that and that is super clear, then the culture in your business completely elevates and expands. Then people are not working for you. It's like, they are like, Oh my God, I am fulfilling my vision, my purpose by being here with you and making sure that your vision comes to life. Mm-hmm. That's when we have people that we serve start to understand like, Oh, I'm responsible for the culture in my business. I can not only, can I create that? I can be the source of it. I am it. Mm. And they lead with that. And that's when people will literally follow you to the ends of the earth. That's leadership. Oh, I love that so much. And I feel like that's probably a really good exercise for someone to take away from this is to go and think about what they want their environment to feel like. Is there any prompts if someone's sitting and they're feeling like they know this is something that they should be doing? Is there any prompts you can think of that if someone's saying to you, well, I feel stuck or I don't know that you would kind of prompt them in that direction to think about? Yeah, absolutely. I'll actually give you all, I'm going to, I'm going to actually give one of my secrets away. How about that? I would love that. Okay. One of the most important things that I have people go through the process is creating truths for every single domain of their life. So I just spoke about the purpose part, but first and foremost, you start with the most important person in your life. That's yourself. So take out four clean sheets of paper. This is literally what I do with my private clients. I'm like giving away to all your people because I'm just universe telling me to do that. So that's what I'm doing. 10 truths about yourself. How would you describe yourself? I am like you Mm -hmm. speak about the highest version of yourself and you speak about it in such a way 
that maybe you don't feel like you're that person yet, but you want to grow into that person and mm. you declare it in the present moment. I am like, how would you describe that? That's that part about yourself or the thing about yourself that you really love, or like you really want to bring that to life or you really want to expand that. You want to get better at that. And then I have them focus on their health. So how would you describe your health? How would you describe your romance, your romantic relationship? So if you're not in relationship right now, describe your dream relationship as if it's already happening right now. And if you're in relationship, how can you bring a relationship to a level? Well, it's a level 10 already. Great. Level 20. Mm-hmm. How can you have it be a level 20? Speak about it in the present tense. We are each other's best friend. We make love X amount of times every single week. We travel the world together. We love to cook at home together. So really speaking about your dream relationship as if it's already happening. And then finally purpose and describing that relationship with the whole reason that you were being born for Like, why were you born? Why are you here? We're all here for something great. And we could have all been born to just take up space and suck air, but we're here to contribute and be in contribution to one another. I mean, we are, we're human beings, not human doings. So who do you want to be for the world? And, and what are you here to cause in this lifetime? And get really clear about that. And if you can identify that, then you can put these up on your wall where you look at them and you're like, oh, okay, I just met this person. Is that person aligned with this, this, and this? Nope. Okay. Moving on. Okay. I just got this opportunity. Like I just got this job offer. Like, is it in alignment with my purpose? Oh, two of those, not there, non-negotiables. Like know that you're worthy of establishing non-negotiables and asking for the support that you need because the universe is going to constantly give you signs, signals, indicators, like this isn't working. That's not working. Like we get to ask for what we want. We get to ask for support. Mm -hmm. And the universe is always God, creator, spirit, energy is always going to be creating to us and giving us little tiny hints or signals. And if we don't pay attention to that at some point, it may be a catastrophic experience to actually change something for us because if we don't handle the things that we know that we get to handle. Sometimes it happens on its own, but in an undesirable way. Mm. And so we get to, we get to know that we can create what we want. Oh my goodness. I love that. Everyone listening needs to go do that. It's almost like creating a lens, uh, the way you see something through any opportunity, anything you put it through the lens mm-hmm. is this lens driving me closer to, to the authentic version of myself? Is this getting me closer to where I want to be or am I just doing it? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's a perfect place to end this on. Jenna, this was phenomenal and I can't wait for anyone that hasn't heard about you to even to, to discover your work or rediscover. I know you have your website and I know there's so many things coming out next year. Is the best place for people that are like, I want more of Jenna's world, the best place, your email list, your socials, where can everyone connect with you? Well, the the lucky thing for everyone is I'm super easy to find. I'm the only Jenna Phillips Ballard in the world. There are a That's lot amazing. of Jenna Phillipses, Jenna Ballards, but only one Jenna Phillips Ballard. So <laughs> find me on social, find my website. Um, you can get on my email list yeah. and um, and make sure that you stay tuned for all the new things that are coming out. Yes, definitely get on her email list. I've had a glimpse into some of the things that are coming out and you get to be on there. Um, Jenna, thank you so much. This is amazing. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode on the Boss Babe podcast, then I'd absolutely love it if you leave us a review. As a thank you, we'll send you our side hustle success kit. Your simple no BS guide to keeping track of everything that you need to do to start and grow your business. To access this freebie, all you need to do is leave us a review, then share a screenshot of your review with contact at bossbabe.com and we'll send this must-have kit straight to your inbox.